It's not the majority, is it? But a few of us are, and, and it's worth bearing that in mind because they are great people to hang out with. But actually, are we all able to become thankful? Right? Lots of nods. Okay, so we're all able to become thankful. And that's what Harvest Sunday is all about. As we've looked at all the wonderful decorations around us, we're celebrating God's creation and all that he gives us. And it's what the dedication is all about. Sometimes we call it a thanksgiving. It's about thanking God for Rosa's birth. And of course, last week, we had our services of thanksgiving for the life of the Queen. That's what all of that was about as well, about thanking God for her faith and for all that she has brought to her to our country and indeed to many countries around the world. So my job now is to answer two questions. They're questions, they're very simple questions, sort of questions my children often ask me about other things. Those questions are, why and how? Why and how? Why should we be thankful? We know the Bible tells us to be, but why? Why should we be thankful? And secondly, how can we be more thankful? Because only a few of us naturally are. Okay? So that's what I'm going to do just in a few minutes. So the first question first is the call to be thankful and why we're to be thankful. And it was definitely there in that passage that Harry read. Howard, if you could just bring that back up on the screen, you'll see what I mean. This is what Harry read to us so beautifully. And you can see that it gives reasons... It gives us three instructions to be thankful. At the end of the first verse, it says, and be thankful. At the end of the second verse there, it says, with gratitude in your hearts to God, which means the same thing. And then at the end of the third verse, it says, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Okay, so if the Bible tells you to do something three times in three verses, you can be pretty sure it's important. But actually, the passage also gives us reasons to be thankful for me particularly in that first verse in those first nine words and i have counted them so it really is nine here they are let the peace of christ rule in your hearts let the peace of christ rule in your hearts now what does being at peace mean does anyone know anyone know what being at peace means bethany knows bethany's having a guess Not being stressed, absolutely. That's a big part of it. Anything else that it means? Do you want to just shout out? Being content, yep, that's a big part of it. Anything else? Being calm. And if you've got two children, age six and nine, what would being at peace be like? What would that... Being being alone, yes. (laughs) Or getting on, you know, which all children are capable, yeah. And trusting God, absolutely. So these are great answers. These are all part of it. Being at peace has that element of how we feel, but it also has the element of how we are with each other. So really you've said the things that I want to say about how we feel, but it's, it's not being so anxious, not being bitter, not being angry. They're all part of being at peace, being calm, being contented, being accepting of the situation that we're in. And we all prefer to feel like that, don't we? Yeah, that's how we want to feel, even if it doesn't happen naturally. We want to be at peace because we want to know everything is okay and we're safe in God's hand. And that second type of peace is about how we act with each other. It means not fighting or arguing or falling out, but being at peace 
in our relationships. And I think, generally speaking, we all prefer to live like that too, don't we? Even with our brothers and sisters, even if it is sometimes very hard. So, a great thing about being thankful is that it gives us peace. When we give thanks to God, we remember how many reasons we actually have to be grateful. And it helps us to be at peace with the situations that we're in. Helps us to accept them and to feel calm and content. And I think the queen had that peace, didn't she? Yeah, I think she really did have that peace. She knew, actually, she may have had delicious food and wonderful palaces to live in, but she never had any freedom, did she? She didn't have a retirement. She had to work really hard, and she was constantly in the public eye. But she knew that God was with her. Though she had so much responsibility, though she was so important in the life of our country, she knew that God was with her, and she had found her peace with him which gave her the peace that she needed to be that calm, wise, stable person in our country's life that we are all so grateful for. And of course, I'm sure it helped her get on well with everyone as well. She needed that in her family, didn't she? And that peace does help us be calm in our relationships, helps us to be more sensitive to each other, more aware of how God loves them, helping us to see them and treat them as God sees them. So peace in ourselves and peace with each other, these are fantastic reasons why we choose to be thankful. And that's why the Bible instructs us to do it. And God is worthy of that thanks. So that's the why. What about the how? How can we be more thankful? We've had little hints of that as well. Um, we can get a donut and we can focus on the donut and remember what Bethany taught us about the donut. We could even eat the donut and that would help us to be thankful as well, of course, but not this particular one because that's Bethany's, which she's going to share with me afterwards, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> but the answer to how to become thankful is in those other two verses and actually is very similar to how we become good at sport. Now, who likes sport? Loads of hands. Especially younger hands, but also Roddy. Roddy likes sport. There we go. <laughs> what sports do we like? Do you want to shout out favorite sports? Rugby? Football? Tennis? Cricket? Golf? Gymnastics? Basketball? Right. Let me ask you a brilliant dodgeball. Running. Great sports. All right, that's enough. <laughs> we could go on forever. <laughs> But what unites all of those sports is that if you want to be really good at a sport, okay, there's two things that you've got to get right. One is you've got to eat the right things, okay? Agreed? I, may, I realize you might not think about that as a child, but if you are a professional footballer or cricketer or athlete or whatever, believe me, their diet is very carefully controlled, okay? They need to eat the right things that helps them to be as good as they can be. And secondly, they need to practice. They need to train, Agreed? If we train, we get much, much better at the sport that we want to be good at. And it's the same with growing in being thankful. We need to do both of those things. Now, first of all, we need to eat the right things. Now, we may have heard about donuts, okay? But I'm not talking about here eating more donuts or eating anything physical at all. I'm talking about spiritual food. If we want to be thankful, we need the right spiritual food. So what is spiritual food? Bible, yeah. 
What else? Prayer, yeah, listening to God, talking to God. What else is spiritual food? Your church family, yeah. Worship, yeah, all of those things. So basically, anything that comes into us that lifts us and makes us more thankful, more joyful, more grateful. Well, that is the spiritual food that we need. And actually, the Bible verse, if we put that back up, Howard, it really has that in it, doesn't it? If you, if you look at what it told us to do in the middle there, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish, which means encourage and challenge one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitudes in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus So that's the passage there. And it's saying, get the right stuff in, help each other, do it together, and you can be more and more thankful. And those people that we mentioned earlier who are naturally thankful will hang out with people like that. When I'm feeling down, I've got a few friends who are particularly joyful, who always seem to have the right perspective on things. And they're the people that I go to. I want to hang out with them because it lifts me. So get what's coming into you right And that will help you to be thankful. And the second thing is you need to train. Because at the end of that passage again, if you go back to that, Howard, it says, whatever you do, okay, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, give thanks to God the Father. Now, when we're training in a sport, we make ourselves do more than we want to do, right? We go out running when it rains. We practice putting putting balls for golf, whatever it is. We, we practice kicking the ball against the wall. We do the hard training because we know as we make ourselves do it, it changes us. And it's the same with giving thanks to God. If we make ourselves be thankful, like Paul is telling us to do, the amazing thing is it starts to change how we think as well. As we say, it becomes a habit. And over time, as we keep making ourselves, disciplining ourselves to be thankful we start to have thankful thoughts and it starts to change our heart as well. So, when you pray, and I hope we all do pray sometimes, always thank God before you ask him for anything, which will help build your faith and it's the right way to start. And let me just leave this with you as I finish. Each day, if you're struggling with not feeling that thankful, why don't you, each hour or each couple of hours, just in a split, you know, a second or two, without closing your eyes or telling anyone about it, just pray, God, I thank you for being with me these last couple of hours. Just that very, very quick one-sentence prayer, and that will help you to be mindful of all that he has done, of his love for you, and for the, the certainty that he will continue to provide for you and look after you all of the days of your life. So, two things to do. Have the right things coming in and to train yourself to be thankful. And if you do all of that, well, I think you will have that peace that we're all longing for in our lives. Amen. We're going to sing a song now that really is about those kind of things, reminding ourselves of the goodness of God. And I want you to listen to the joy and the celebration in this song and then try to take that joy and celebration into your life as you thank him each day and right through the day. So let's stand and sing.
take your seats. So we are going to have some prayers now and the children are going to help me out. So would Clara, Sophia, Olivia and Elisa like to come forward? 
because they have written some prayers which they are going to share today. Wonderful. Okay, let's pray together. Dear God, we are all thankful for all that you have done for us over these past few weeks, in particular holding us all together during the high time of the Queen's death. We pray for the Queen's family that you would comfort them in their grief and be with King Charles as he begins his reign. We pray that the funeral tomorrow will draw many to put their faith in you, just as the Queen did. We thank you also for all the food we enjoy and that's and that you prov- and all that you provide. We pray that we will always remember how much you have given us. We pray too that you would ha- use these gifts for Beeson to help those most in need and exercise your love. We we help we love your time for listening to our prayers. Thank you for answering them. Amen. 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 Dear God. Thank you for the Queen and all that she did for us. We pray that the funeral goes well tomorrow and lots of people hear about you as they watch it. Amen. Amen. Dear God, thank you for our Queen who has reigned for 70 years and is now safe with you in heaven. Please, God, help the people who don't have any food to... Be healthy and happy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Dear God, thank you that you made the queen.